0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mass Murders. I'm Dee, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host Rosa. Before we start our episode, we want to give a content warning that this episode contains discussion about domestic violence. One in three women, and one in four men, have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, there is help out there. Contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at one 7233 What do you know about Kevin? How did she meet Kevin, Sabrina? She she met Kevin um through I believe
1: mutual friends and through going to the nightclub scenes um she
2: had ended up meeting him and how uh, we knew him for a few months we didn't I didn't like him her mother didn't like him none of us felt that he was a person that she should even be with because we ended up finding out about his past. And that was he that he had um, uh, assaulted an elderly man. Uh, what's it called? He jumped an elderly man and beat him up and stole his money. And he was actually put in jail for that sentence. Um, where he did, I believe five or 10 years or something. I forgot what it was for being up and elderly.
3: Yep, and I then agree. he
2: had done another crime after that, which was another assault on somebody and that he did time for he, you know, and then we found out that he was abusive to his baby's mama and she's all phrasing him. So she's not even any help to any of us because she won't come forth and say this is what he did, this is why I have restraining orders on him. Things that this this guy was doing to her and when she ended up getting with her, they in the middle of breaking up, they had some bickering where he would do some real mean things and she'd come home and we find her and we ask her questions about it and she'd lie for him and stuff like that. So when she, was, she got away, she ended up being away for a while.
3: This week, we're talking about Sabrina's on and off boyfriend, Kevin Crozier. Most of the information we have regarding Kevin and his relationship with Sabrina was from interviews with Sabrina's family and friends, court records, and articles from Telegram and Gazette, Mass Live, and Go Local Worcester. We reached out to Kevin directly to give him a chance to speak on his own behalf, but he was not interested. However, Kevin, if you're listening, we're still willing to hear your side of things and welcome the opportunity for you to reach out. Yeah, I also tried reaching out to Kevin, no luck, and I tried reaching out to some of his friends and family. I was able to speak yeah, to some people that were in jail with him, and they did say he was a little weird and to stay away from him, but.
2: Exactly, because everybody's afraid of him. We've noticed that there's a lot of people afraid of him, and like he just got shot a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? So he he has many many enemies out there that he's rapped about his stuff in the jail and stuff like that. And you know they 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 ain't gonna say nothing.
1: There are a lot of them
2: are afraid of him. Now if something would have happened where he would have been hospitalized and not been able to get out of bed or something,
3: then we might have got a lot of people talking. But no one's gonna talk while he's alive. As I said. Kevin was not interested in talking to us and that is completely okay. Kevin has a reputation for not talking about this situation publicly. And to our knowledge, there's only one interview he has ever done regarding Sabrina, which we will get into later in the episode. There are also many rumors involving Kevin that we will explore and give our two cents on. Kevin, um, the one that, you
1: know, we truly believe that took her life. Personally, um, from what I've heard of him, it's no good he's not a good person he's not anything that you want to be involved with um the connections that he has supposedly they're not the greatest uh, the people that he deals with in worcester or whatever um i do know that he's been arrested
3: um on numerous different things before kevin has quite the criminal record and has a reputation for being a violent person specifically to the elderly and girlfriends when kevin was 19 he was sentenced to three to five years in state prison for assaulting at night point two elderly victims. One, a 61 year old man beaten and robbed of $25. The other, a 76 year old man who used his cane to ward off his asylum. And this is, of course, according to Telegram and Gazette. Sabrina's family and friends also have suggested that Kevin was abusive to past girlfriends.
4: i after sabrina's disappearance i was reached out to by one of kevin's former girlfriends who did um ironically enough that you say this she actually claims that she uh you know kevin all of the things that were coming out about this relationship between sabrina and kevin as far as the abuse and um Things you know, the torture and the things like that. She, she claims very much so that she went through all of that with him as well. So, but I mean, I, I I got reached out to by many, 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 many people after Sabrina went missing, and so it, it literally just got to a point where you just kind of don't, um, you kind of don't reach out anymore because, yeah, yeah, you, you, you things just get so far-fetched. And in my mind, the only way to rationalize this was I really just wanted to keep things of the matter you know what are facts and what are not and and as awful as this may sound you know if if in fact those things did happen to that prior girlfriend you know what the hell does that have to do with sabrina's disappearance can you give me information that's going to help me find my daughter or not and essentially if that's not what you're
1: reaching out to me for then i i I really don't thank you but no
3: thank you kevin's relationship with sabrina was unstable at best and the couple will frequently fight break up then get back together their relationship was also allegedly abusive i
1: was around um at different times at my dad and brenda's apartments and stuff because you know they had they had a young son too and um, you know she would get called like taunting calls and like threats and um I I remember her telling me that she got like Sabrina actually gave her like SD cards um, from like a phone or something, and said that you know gave them to Brenda and said, "Mom, if anything ever happens to me, please look at these. Don't look at them until after, like until something." But Brenda told me that, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, why would you why would you wait?" And she said that she she did because she respected and wanted to follow through with what Sabrina asked and. She said when she looked looked at them, it was like pictures of her like beaten up and tied to chairs and like all this horrible stuff. Like, I I, I mean, I don't know specifically. I've never seen them. I don't know what Brenda did with the cards. But from my understanding, she had tried to break it off with him many, many times. Now, from what we know, Sabrina had pictures,
2: The person that's saying this said that there was pictures. I personally never was able to see these pictures. Um, The cell phone that they were supposedly on, that they received these pictures from, were uh, the cell phone that was gone in the house. So I've heard of the stories, but I've never physically seen the pictures. But I have seen the Black and bruised wrist um, from being tied up under the chair. And I did see the black eye that she ended up getting from him punching her in her face. And I do believe my niece when she said he sat her down in the basement for a week. And while she was down there, she was also um, tortured by him just telling him, you're not going to go home, you're not seeing your family. And um, if you actually go through her Facebook posts, or I believe mine, I'm not sure if it's hidden anymore, but I had actually at one point, right before Halloween, they put out a missing Sabrina. I can't find Sabrina. Has anybody heard her? Let me know, blah, blah, blah. And actually his friends, made him call bring her home to me. And that was the same week that he had her tied up. And that was the last time that she was actually at me at my sister's house was oh, by wow. Halloween. And then she went to Jess's to be able to go to school because she got away from him and she was doing
3: good. Oh, my God. So while she was tied up over there, is it true that he was spending her Social Security checks yeah. with another girl? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And then he, when she went missing, he... They says she, he said he tried looking for her, that he posted stuff, he was helping you guys look for it. No, the only
2: reason he did anything was after the fact that we started accusing him. Once we started accusing him, then he put out his fake posts. Anybody see my girl, hit me up, let me know. He only did two posts on it, and the police department even said that that was really, wow, suspicious. Okay. Put it this way, Fox 25 sent their investigator out to report, uh, to do everything on this, yeah. and his name was Shamshack or something like that, mm-hmm. and he said it in his own words, there's no way in the, in the world that we don't get the wrong guy. Yeah. We're dodging the right guy, and where Kevin won't talk to anybody, he, he's hiding, he, he knows he's, he's
3: wrong. A year after Sabrina disappeared, Brenda told the Telegram Gazette, that she had lost sleep for months and contemplated suicide over what happened to Sabrina. Brenda said she had argued with her daughter over her relationship with Kevin in the months before she went missing. She stated that Sabrina and Kevin's relationship was abusive, that Sabrina had two black eyes over the summer and that she knew he wasn't right for her. Brenda had her own long personal history with domestic violence and she did not want the same path for her daughter. A longtime friend of Brenda's, Jennifer Pulaski, told the Telegram and Gazette, Sabrina kept coming around with this dude, Kevin, who was abusing Sabrina. And we all knew it. We were trying to get her to get away from him.
0: She will leave him. He will coerce her back. Another cycle of domestic violence. Sabrina's biological mother, Brenda, tragically passed away in 2017. Before her death, she was a tireless voice in the search for Sabrina. It was clear that Brenda had absolutely no doubt that Kevin killed Sabrina, and was getting away with it, and that others were helping him in their silence.
4: When Sabrina went missing, you know, she lost, she lost her mind. She literally lost her ever-living mind. She loved her daughter, she, and I always told everybody, you know, anybody. I've ever spoken with, I've never downed Brenda. Brenda loved her children. She loved every one of them and she was a good mother. Brenda had an addiction and she needed help for the addiction, but she 100% loved her children. She did love her children. She wasn't some monster who just lost all of her children and, you know, didn't care about them and was a horrible mother. She loved her children um, she, she did maintain a relationship. She did find a couple of them. She did maintain relationships with them after she found them. She did rekindle her relationship with Sabrina. Um, Sabrina loved her mother very, very much. Um, and, and I, you know, that's another piece to the story that I believe, you know, a lot of people may not understand and may not have a, a full understanding of, and that, and that is the fact.
0: While looking for answers regarding Sabrina's disappearance, Brenda created and frequently posted on a Facebook page titled Find Sabrina Hathaway. On this page, she updated others on the progress of the investigation and court case against Kevin, flatly accused Kevin of murder, and argued with her critics and the supporters of Kevin. Her Facebook posts show her absolute heartbreak and devastation over Sabrina's disappearance and assumed murder, and her agony that Kevin still walked the streets a free man with no apparent consequences for his unthinkable actions. These social media posts were frequently quoted and used by local media, as well as internet trolls who supported Kevin and attacked Brenda personally. As these posts are some of the only words Brenda was able to publicly speak regarding Sabrina's disappearance, I would like to read some of them to give Brenda a voice in her daughter's story. No matter what choices Brenda made in her life, and there were several that many of us wouldn't have chosen ourselves, she lost her oldest child, her first child, her heart and soul, and died without ever having the truth revealed. As a mother myself, it's easy to judge her for what she did or didn't do as a mother, but my heart absolutely breaks for her as she faced every parent's worst fear, and watched the person that she truly believed took her daughter from the world walk away without single consequence. Here's what Brenda had to say on February 22nd, 2016. This is to my daughter please forgive me for taking my eyes off of you when i knew something wasn't right i feel as though i could have done more to protect you and i didn't let you live the way you wanted i warned you many times he was a monster from the first day i met him his eyes told me he wasn't a good man They say the eyes are the windows to the soul, and he doesn't have one. And he used and abused you like he did everyone that was in his life. This will always stay fresh in my mind. I'll never forget the good times we had. That's one thing he cannot take away from us, our love. I promise that he will not get away with this. One way or another, he will pay. I'm not the type to give up. I'll be just as stubborn, just like he's being. I mean, we all know he did something to you. And he's not telling it. Just make it all the worst on him because you will be found one day and somehow they will be able to pin it on him. God is good and there's no such thing as a perfect crime. And look, he brought down half of his friends. Time will pass and people will start to give up what they know. I love you always and forever. I think about you every day. Love you, Mom. Sabrina's adoptive mother, Dawn, had similar thoughts when it came to Kevin
4: this is the first time I'm hearing of this, and I'm gonna use the word monster because that's what I believe that he is, um, this monster. And so this is when she starts to tell me that, you know, there's uh, um, physical altercations going on in the relationship, that she's going to leave him. And I fought with her about that. I, I fought with her and I said, not necessarily fought, but we kind of went back and forth. And I said, Sabrina, so you're going to leave the state Because things are not working out with this guy.
3: Did she say where she was going to go?
4: She was going to go to Virginia. She said she was going to go to Virginia. And I don't know who she knew in Virginia. I don't know why she thought things were going to be okay down in Virginia. But that's where she said she was going to go. And we argued about that. And I said, why? Why are you going to leave the state because of this guy when you have two children up here that you need to be worrying about? You know, I want you to focus on your two children. And so while, while my sister absolutely did play her for a fiddle and did not give her an opportunity to be a mother. India, the one who was raising her daughter, 100% gave her an opportunity to be a mother Um, and went above and beyond for her to be a mother to the daughter. Um, But I think, you know, looking back on things now, I think that unfortunately what I didn't know then and what I believe to be today is that she was just in such a terrible space with this monster that, it, you know, how is she gonna go see you know the daughter when she was fighting with him every day about whatever it is they thought about? So and that was that was that was it, you know, yeah. and that was the last time I'd spoken with her, talked to her, had any dealings with her. she and then the next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call from her mom. Her mom and I were very, very close. and her mom called me in December, and she said, "You know, Don, I haven't heard from Sabrina." It's been, you know, a while. Um, I'm concerned. I believe Kevin's playing games. I'm calling. He's telling me that she left the house one night. They had gotten into a fight and that Sabrina left. And he hasn't heard from her since. And she was very much in a panic. She, you know, she had regained the relationship with her daughter and she knew Sabrina very well. And she said, Don, this ain't like her. Like, she's not calling. She's not calling me back. She's not answering me back. Something's wrong. She knew it. Her gut instincts told her, and she 100%
0: knew
4: it. And clearly, she was right.
3: At the time of Sabrina's disappearance, Kevin was 28 and had been on and off with Sabrina for a year or two, depending on who you ask. Sabrina's family confirmed that Sabrina and Kevin were broken up at the time of her disappearance and that she had been living with her aunt Jess not too far from Kevin's grandmother's house, where they lived together. On February 12, 2015, go Local Worcester published the only interview done by Kevin Crozier. As to why finally Kevin agreed to do an interview? Well, I'm going to read part of that article. It's been too long, and I had let all the lies and misinformation go on too long without responding. You people are getting information from people that are strung out on heroin. Kevin said, Sabrina had been gone for a week before the 20th. She left on the 13th. I didn't hear from her or see her for a whole week until the 20th. She told me on the 13th, I'm not coming home now. She showed up with police and retrieved herself from my home. For that whole week before the 20th, I have no idea where she was, who she was with, where she was going. I was sitting here stressed out for a week and didn't hear a word from her. Regardless of what's going on, I love her. I spent a week trying to get her to come home. I don't know where she was the week before she went missing. She tells me what she does. There's no secrets. Her family told me, you aren't going to change her. She'll come back when she needs money. On the 20th, we exchanged Facebook messages and finally met up. She seemed stressed out. She was talking to me about her kid's father. She told me he was at his lowest point of his life, that he was on drugs again. She wanted to go out looking for him. She wanted to go out and get high. Kevin said he and a friend went to Sabrina's aunt's house to pick her up. After that, they went to a friend's house to drink. We were there, we got drunk, a friend gave us a ride home. We went inside and I passed out. When I woke up in the morning, she was gone. This has happened before. She took off. I went to church. When I got home, I called her, Facebook messaged her, called her aunt and mom, called her friends. No one has seen her, but this has happened before. Sabrina's mom and stepdad called me asking where Sabrina is. I told them I hadn't seen her since the 20th. They didn't even know she had left my house. She wanted a change. She wanted a better life. She wanted to do good for her kids. There was no fight, no argument. My girlfriend just doesn't get up and disappear. Something happened to her. When asked about being charged with assault and battery on a family household member on December 4, 2014, a little over two weeks before Hathaway disappeared, Kevin stated this is just so stressful the things being posted about me are all lies and bullshit you guys are talking to people addicted to heroin and other drugs now half of the city is looking at me like a monster instead of trying to find Sabrina the incident on December 4 was between me and my child's mother I turned myself in Sabrina was with me when I did
0: Brenda posted again about Kevin on Facebook she wrote listen everyone Kevin Crozier is an effin' liar. I haven't talked to him in almost a month. Would never offer him a place to live when I went to his house and found it burnt to the ground, and was told by Jess that she hadn't seen him since the 20th of December. I tried to force him to help me look for her. He told me that he didn't know where she was, lol, like he didn't know where he was. I've been saying back not saying a word to anyone because this is so depressing. He was just trying to make up stories to get me to respond to his dumb shit. And that night we talked to him was while I was waiting on Worcester PD in the fire department to show up at his house. This was on January 4th. I told him we would pick him up. He was saying that he was worried about getting back to Framingham. If he came with me to find her, the reason I was going to get him was because I don't know who they hang out with so I said okay Kevin I'll let you stay the night if you help us look for her as he was just making up why he couldn't help us this is getting out control I'm tired of all the crap I've been reading he's a straight-up liar and he is also telling people that I'm on heroin which is a flat-out lie I've been clean from drugs for a long time and also not that it's a big deal But he's looking for a way out and I'm effin' done with all this. I've had to change my phone numbers because he was harassing me and the Worcester PD knows all this info. Yes, I was talking to him in the beginning of this, but to find my kid, not to let him stay at my house. So if anyone believes the lies he's telling, then it's okay, I know better. And if I'm a sick addict, then how the hell would I be able to help him and Sabrina every other month with food? because he would take her check off her till there was no money left or he'd spend it all on his house because at first he was fixing the place up supposedly to bring his grandmother home, which that was never taking place. But that's his business. I don't care what I do care about is where my kid is. I'm just letting everyone know That what he told the paper is a complete bullshit story. And he does have a phone because he was texting me all kinds of shit that I wasn't feeding into. So I gave that phone with a month's worth of minutes on it away so I didn't have to see texts from him. Anyhow, I gave it to the Worcester PD, my phone with all the texts. They'd seen and took down the number he was texting me from. So I'm also moving very soon because I'm in fear that he's going to come here... I don't want him knowing where I live, let alone stay at my house. I thought I heard it all, but I was wrong. Unreal. Yeah, he the victim, all right. This is all I'm going to comment on or about. I'm not on this page much because looking at my kid bothers me that she's out there somewhere in need of help and I can't get to her. Um, There's one more thing I want to mention. Um, There was
3: this article, Go Local Whister, and they mentioned that... Um, there was a conversation between Brenda and Kevin and on that conversation she mentioned that she believed Sabrina's so-called aunt has something to do with it. Do you think she was talking about you or do you think she was talking about the person Sabrina was staying with, Jess?
4: Um, I believe that was probably talking about Jess because I know that Brenda and Sabrina had uh, Brenda and Jess had a fallout at the time um, I, I'm going to be very honest with you I don't like Jess so my wordings of her and my, my thoughts of her and the things I'm going to say about her are going to be not nice um, because I don't like her um, okay. personally I didn't like her prior to this disappearance with Sabrina and I certainly lost all oh, respect for her after Sabrina passed away because um, Sabrina was staying with her and um, and after the disappearance, Brenda had reached out to me because she called Jess and wanted Sabrina's belongings back and Jess refused to give them to her. She's a slime ball like that. She's always been kind of a slime ball to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, she allowed Sabrina to do things that she she just had no, she didn't respect a parent and their authority and their, um, you know, their sayings when it comes to their children. And as a mother, as a woman, that's what you do. You might not necessarily agree, and that might not be the way that you choose to raise your children, but when a mother says no, it's no. When a mother says, I don't want my child here or there, you respect a parent's sayings. Jess never did that. She was a hood rat from the time I met the girl. She's a hood rat today, you know, and it's just who she is. So I'm not going to speak nicely of her because I don't like her, didn't like her before Sabrina's disappearance. Don't like her now. And, uh, And in fact, Sabrina and I have had numerous, you know, verbal arguments about that in itself when she would call her auntie. She wasn't your aunt. She was more like a friend. She hung out with you and did things that she shouldn't have been encouraging you to do. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. And and so I believe that that and the other the other piece to that, too, and this is actually a fact and and can be fact checked. Um, Jessica actually had Sabrina's um, Social Security card and continued to spend Sabrina's money even after Sabrina went missing, which is why Brenda believed that Jessica had something to do with it because she was spending Sabrina's money. And claiming that she was using it to pay Sabrina's portion of the rent. Well, what what the hell rent is she paying? She's missing. What rent is she paying?
3: So then the Social Security benefit check was not being spent by Kevin. It was being spent by Jess.
4: By Jess. And Brenda knew that. And that's a- another reason why Brenda believed that Jess had some involvement in it. Although I will say this. I 100% I've made it vehemently clear how I feel about Jess, although I do not believe that Jess had anything to do with that. And I, you I'll, do say not. I'll be shocked as hell
3: if some truth. That so the whole call. rumor about her putting things in, putting Sabrina's belongings in bags to make it look like she was missing, you don't believe that's true? I never heard that. Okay. That's news to me. Kevin's criminal history has only grown since Sabrina's disappearance and he has spent much of his time incarcerated. In 2018, Crozier was sentenced to six years in prison after already being in jail for three years, but he was released early in April, 2020. In 2021, Kevin Crozier, who was 34 at the time, was one of two victims shot by Troy Morvin during a street fight near 18 John Street in Worcester. He suffered serious injuries, but survived the shooting.
0: Sabrina Hathaway was last seen in Worcester, Massachusetts on December 20th, 2014. She is considered endangered missing. Sabrina is a Caucasian female with brown eyes. She measures between 5 foot 2 inches and 5 foot 4 inches, weighing between 110 to 130 pounds. She has a tattoo of the name Jewelzer with angel wings on her chest. She goes by the nickname Bina. If you have any information about the disappearance of Sabrina Hathaway, please contact the Worcester Police Department at 508-799-8466. If you or anyone you know is dealing with domestic violence, there is help. Contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at one 800 799-7233.
3: Next time on Mass Murders. And lo
1: and behold, we found the house burnt up. Both of us were crying. We knew something
3: was wrong. I heard, um, Brenda hired a psychic. Yes. Do you know where that led? (laughs) That led
2: to Brenda jumping through freaking houses that weren't, that were being sold that didn't have no clues.
3: Oh hey guys! Just wanted to say thank you for listening. Thanks to you, we're not just on Anchor and Spotify. You can now find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Pandora, or wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts. If you would like to continue with your support and help us keep going, feel free to subscribe to our podcast. Go to Anchor.fm/MassMurders/support and select a subscription of $9.99, $4.99, or $0.99 a month. Or simply just make a one-time donation. You can also join our conversation by submitting your comments, theories, or tips on Spotify or to massmurdersrd at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate your support and hope to continue to bring on more episodes in the future. Until next time.